Blog Talk Radio.
Father God, I thank you for another opportunity, God, to sit before your people to tell them what thus says the Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the strength, God, to bring forth this message, this revelation, God, the way you gave it to me and to gave it to me to impart to your people on tonight, God. Thank you, Lord God, for the revelation, God. Thank you for the deliverance that's gonna take place in homes starting on tonight, God. I thank you. To God be the glory. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from Genesis 27, verses 1 through 17. That's Genesis 27, verses 1 through 17. And I will be reading it from the NIV. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, here I am. He answered, Isaac said, I'm not an old man, and I don't know the day of my death. Now then, get your equipment your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare for me the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat so that I may give you my blessing before I die. Now, Rebecca was listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau. When Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back, Rebecca said to her son, Jacob, look, I overheard your father say to your brother Esau, bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat so that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now, my son, listen carefully and do what I tell you. Go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goats so that I can prepare some tasty food for your father, just the way he likes it. This is a side note. The devil, the devil will give it to you just the way you like it. You got to be careful who you connect yourself with, because the devil will give it to you just the way you like it. She's about to prepare the food just the way she knows that Isaac likes it. Bring me two, bring me two choice young goats so that I can prepare some tasty food for your father just the way he likes it. Then take it to your father to eat so that he may give you his blessing before he dies. Jacob said to Rebecca, his mother, but my brother Esau is a hairy man while I have smooth skin. What if my father, what if my father touches me? I would appear to be tricking him and would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. His mother said to him, my son, let the curse fall on me. Just do what I say. Go and get them for me. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother. And she prepared some tasty food just the way his father liked it. Then Rebecca took the best clothes of Esau, her older son, which she had in the house, and put them on her younger son, Jacob. 
She also covered his hands and the and the smooth part of his neck with the goat skins. Then she handed her son Jacob the tasty food and the bread she had made. That is Genesis 27, verses 1 through 17 from the NIV. If you're not familiar with the full text, I recommend that you go back and read it on your own time. But I'm going to stop right here for tonight. Here we see that Rebecca coached her son, Jacob, telling him step by step how to successfully trick his father into thinking that he, in his old age, was blessing their oldest son, Esau, when it was really Jacob he was blessing. The Bible goes on to say that when Esau heard his father's words, he burst out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me too, my father. But his father said, Your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. To me that is so sad. He cried out, Bless me, me too, my father. But his father said, Your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. Esau said, Isn't he rightfully named Jacob? This is the second time he has taken advantage of me. He took my birthright, and now he is taking my blessing. Then he asked, haven't you reserved any blessing for me? Genesis 27, verses 34 through 36, NIV. Somebody say it with me. He got it from his mama. Go ahead and say that. He got it from his mama. That's where Jacob got it from. He got it from his mama. He got his deceitful ways, his his deceitfulness from his mama. He got it from his mama. I mean, what kind of mother picks one child over the other and then coaches that child in deception? What kind of mother picks one child over the other and then coaches that child in deception? Telling him step by step how to successfully trick his own father. Who does that? Rebecca, that's who. It makes me wonder about her side of the family. It makes me really wonder about her side of the family. Did her mother teach her to be deceitful, to go around tricking people to get what she wanted? Or did she grow up seeing her mother trick men out of money, etc.? Did she get her to see what she observed as a child? You never know. Is that why she could so easily, I want y'all to begin thinking when you read the Bible, because it was right there. Is that why she could so easily tell Jacob step by step what to do? She did that too smoothly, y'all. She told him step by step what to do. So she had to have some experience coming from somewhere. Or did her mother, mother's teacher, did it go so far back to her grandmother, to her great-grandmother? Just how far back does deception go in Rebecca's family? That's what I want to know. Just how far does it go back, deception go back in Rebecca's family? That's what I want to know. Most people, they focus on Isaac in tonight's foundational text, but I ain't even interested in that part. I want to know about Rebecca's family and just how far this thing goes back. Was Rebecca a repeat offender? Was Rebecca 
a repeat offender, repeating the behavior that she had been that had been in her family from de- for, for decades, repeating the behavior that had been in her family for decades upon decades, as far back as she could remember. Because we all got some things that repeat in our families, things that we can remember as children. It has always been that way. And so that's all we know. And we find ourselves repeating some of those things. And I wonder, was it that way with Rebecca? Was was Rebecca a repeat offender, repeating behavior that had been in her family for decades upon decades as far as she could remember? Was it a generational curse she had now passed down to Jacob? Because remember, Esau did say in tonight's foundational text that this was the second time Jacob had tricked him out of something. This was the second time Jacob had taken advantage of him. From there, Jacob then would go on and trick his mother's brother, his uncle Laban. That's a that's a different story, so I'm not going to read it, but it's in Genesis 30, where Jacob tricked his mother's brother. He tricked his uncle Laban. Sounds like a generational curse to me. Repeat offenders, tonight's message. Repeat offenders, tonight's message. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because you have family members that keep repeating the same file, they keep repeating the same file, disruptive behavior. You have family members that keep repeating the same file, disruptive behavior, and you can't figure out why. Where did that come from? Is it a generational curse? Is it a generational curse? And to answer your question, it's most definitely a generational curse. And to answer your question, it's most definitely a generational curse passed down through your bloodline. It's most definitely a generational curse passed down through your bloodline. But where is it coming from? That's a good question, but where is it coming from? Keep in mind, everybody has a past, whether they want to talk about it now or not. Keep in mind, everybody, each and everybody, I don't care how good you think the person is now, you got to remember, keep in mind, everybody has a past, whether they want to talk about it now or not. Before they got saved, or perhaps they're not saved, but before they did some growing up and changing, your Uncle Johnny had some very ungodly ways. Your mama, your daddy had some very ungodly ways. That's just the truth. Your grandparents, your great-grandparents, etc., they had some very ungodly ways. I suggest you start asking questions. If you really want to get to the root of the issue, I suggest you start asking questions. Tell them you're not trying to be nosy, but you need to know. You need to know what you're dealing with. Your prayer life would be more effective if you knew what you were specifically praying against. Your prayer life would be more effective if you knew what you was what you were specifically praying against. You see, there's power in calling that thing out by name. There's power in calling that thing out by name. Expose the devil's hidden place. That's what you want to do. You want to expose the devil's hidden place. The Bible says give no room to the devil. We ain't giving him no room tonight. You want to expose the devil's hidden place. In order to do that, you must call that thing out by name. 
Because the Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness, wickedness in high places. Ephesians 6 and 12, King James Version. The CEV says, we are not fighting, fighting against humans. We are not fighting against humans. We are fighting against forces and authorities and against rulers of darkness and powers in the spiritual world. That's that's Ephesians 6 and 12 from the CEV. Okay, so so we are not fighting against humans. I get that. I understand that. I knew that. But can I get a name for what we are fighting? But can I get a name for what we are fighting? I mean, like Adam, Father God, you allowed him to give each, each, of the, each of the animals a name. Father God, you allowed him to give each of the animals a name so so that we would know what to call them based on what he said. But this thing, this thing right here that keeps running rampant in our families, every family represented here on tonight, what are we supposed to call this thing? Many of you feel what I'm talking about tonight. What are we supposed to call this thing? Call it out, Father God. Expose it by name. That's what we want you to do. Reveal it to us and expose it by name. Reveal it, call it out, expose it by name. Just because people change over time, listen to me, hear me real good, just because people change over time doesn't mean certain spirits that they carried are not still active in their family bloodline. Just because people change, just because Uncle Johnny doesn't change, that doesn't mean that certain spirits that he carried are not still active in your family bloodline. For example, for example, by the time Joseph was born in Genesis 37, Jacob had become Israel. He had changed. He had become Israel. God had changed him and renamed him. But it doesn't mean that spirit of deception wasn't still active. But that doesn't mean the spirit of deception wasn't still active. Because it was Jacob's other sons who threw Joseph in the pit. Because it was Jacob's other sons who threw Joseph in the pit, sold him into slavery, and then came back and lied to him, even though they came back and lied to their father, even though his name was now Israel. It didn't make no difference. His name was no longer Jacob. His name was Israel, but they still did what they did. They still threw Joseph in the pit, still sold him and sold him into slavery, and then came back and lied to their father, lied to him, even though his name was not Israel. They still lied to him and told him that his son, Joseph, was dead, which means that that spirit of deception, of being deceitful, was still alive and well in them. And that's what I'm trying to get you to see. Just because Uncle Johnny doesn't change, just because your mama, your daddy, your grandma, whoever, your aunt doesn't change, that does not mean that their spirit is, is no longer active. It's still active. You just got to get to the root of it and call it out. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. And this is all the Lord gave me tonight. I hope I, hope I gave everybody. And I do mean everybody. Gave everybody listening 
in something to think about on tonight. You know I like to make you think on Polyvify. Do your homework. Do your homework. It's called homework for a reason. Somebody, there's some work you need to do in your home. There's some work you need to do in your home. Change starts with you and your kids. If you want this generation of curse to stop, change starts with you and your kids. Do your homework. Do the work that's necessary in your home. Now let's talk salvation. Because I would be naive to think that each and every one of you are saved on tonight. I wish you were, though. 10, 9 through 10 from the NIV says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So I want you to open your mouth and repeat after me. You open your mouth for everything else. You open your mouth to say things you don't need to say, which we're all guilty of sometimes. You open your mouth to eat. You open your mouth to gossip. You open your mouth to do this and that. So tonight I want you to focus on God and open your mouth and confess. Jesus, I confess with my own mouth that I am a sinner in need of you. I repent of any wrong actions, wrong words, spoken or thoughts I've had. I believe with my heart that you are the Son of God raised from the dead. I need you. I want you as my Lord and Savior. With faith as little as a mustard seed, I believe. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come. Amen. This concludes tonight's message entirely. Now, because Philippified deals with real issues, the Holy Spirit has led me, prompted me to no longer open the phone lines as I don't want to put nobody on the spot and have them reveal too much of their personal business live on the air. Because, believe it or not, not Polyphify is heard overseas. So that's not the best solution. And the Holy Spirit has led me to just give out a private number that you can call me and I can talk to you one-on-one, pray with you, and minister to you however the Holy Spirit leads. So if there's you, if you know you need prayer or Bible-based consultation, feel free to call me or text me at 865-408-8690. It's 865-408-8690, 865-408-8690, or email prolificfire at gmail.com. That's prolificfire. The ministry's name, prolificfire at gmail.com. And don't worry, if you miss the number or the email address, it will be up on all my social media platforms immediately following tonight's service. I look forward to ministering to you one-on-one as the Holy Spirit leads. I just ask that you contact me serious about your needs, your spiritual needs. Do not contact me playing. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's not nice. Now, other announcements. If you feel led to storm tonight or any other time, the ministry's PayPal can be accessed by going to paypal.me slash prolificfire, paypal.me slash prolificfire, or you can access the cash app by going to cash app and putting in the dollar symbol 
and the ministry's name, which is Prolific Fire. The P is capitalized, the five, the, the F and fire is capitalized, written all together. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at Prolific Fire, on Instagram at Properly Stacy, like the Prolific Fire Ministry Facebook page. Also, you can reach out to me on either one of those pages privately. People do so all the time, so that's fine. If you want to reach out to me on Twitter at Prolific Fire, that's fine. On Instagram at Property Stacy, or on the Prolific Fire Ministry Facebook page, that is fine. Do so. Do what you need to do. Check out ProlificFire.com as well. I'm a World Vision sponsor as well as a World Vision Child Ambassador. So if you're interested in helping a child overseas, that really needs you being an important important person in their life and impacting their life with clean water, with food, with clothes, with better education. If you're interested in that, for a low, low price every month, your money would be joined with other sponsors in that community to do what needs to be done. If you're interested in that, you can also contact me at the information that I just gave prior, and I would be glad to connect with the child. If you don't get your prayer request in by contacting me privately and it's something that you need prayer about and you don't mind it being live on the air, make sure you join my sister in ministry Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, by calling the number that many of you call tonight. Thank you. It's 347-426-3782. 347-426-3782. Your prayer request will be taken then, too, so call in. Even if you don't have a prayer request, just call in and get in the atmosphere. You will be tremendously blessed. It's a time of prayer and encouragement. You will be tremendously blessed. Then join me, Prophet Stacy, back here. Same time, same place, with another message from the Lord. Until then, everybody have an awesome night in the Lord. I'm out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.